Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two, wife of one, excited podcaster here yet another day. And guess what, y'all? Live and in action. I have not been in front of the camera and I don't know how long, but I am excited to be here. And I'm with my girls, Dr. Tiffany Blakes, Kimberly Wright. And you know what, y'all? If you've listened to this podcast and been following this podcast, then you know that these people are not new guests. They have been here before, but I'm going to let them still introduce themselves. Take it away, Tiff. Hey, hey. I'm Tiffany Blakes and I live in Texas. I'm a mom of two, a wife of one. Um, I work at um, as a counseling, as a college counselor for KIPP. Um, Chip Charter School System, go KIPP. And um, I support students who came through KIPP and are now at college. Um, and yeah, that's me. All right, give me. Hi, everyone. Hi, little sugars. I am Kimberly Wright Graves, and um, it's a pleasure coming back. As you know, I live in the Los Angeles area, am a principal for um, one of the largest school districts here in the area. And I am a wife of one, mother of none, but godmother to many. And I am so happy to be here. And I know we're going to have so much fun. And it is wonderful being with my sisters again. What's up, what's up? So world changers. We have been talking about moral goodness this month. Now, not the halo over your head. Ain't nobody got no halos over their head. But just talking about how can we be better people, not only for ourselves, but for our sugars out there. And these ladies, they serve so much. Let me tell you, their little resume, their little bio that they gave, it pales in comparison to how much they give, how much time they give and share. We've served in ministry together. We've done all kinds of craziness together. And it has just been a blessing knowing them for the last 20 years. Mm. <laughs> Somebody getting old on this call. It ain't me though. Right? It ain't me. Serena's the baby of the bunch. Yes, she is. <laughs> but telling you these women just are awesome women and they just have hearts of service and that's why they are back because guess what we're talking today y'all yolo but how yolo and how does that impact daily routine and can that mindset impact daily routine and so if you guys have listened to last week's episode um then you know yolo you only live once but it almost can become like this pressure cooker mindset to where like you're doing all these things and you're pouring out, but you're not necessarily finding that balance and self-care. And so what I'm trying to say, and the whole point is that we want to be mindful of like natural self-care practices and teaching that and doing that with ourselves so we can in return teach that to our sugars. Um, but I want to hear from you ladies, your perspective on YOLO. I want to hear from y'all. Well, I want Kim to start because when we were kind of talking about it before we yeah. went on, she talked about pressure cooker versus Vegas. Something. So I want to hear about Vegas. What she was talking about. As you know, I know Serena talks about yellow as being like this, being in a pressure cooker. And I thought of it as having this Vegas mentality. What does that mean? Yellow gives you a false sense of reality, right? 
mm-hmm. um, that you can do a lot of things. And that's how Vegas is. You go in, you lose perspective of time, yes. uh, space, and resources. And why I say that is Vegas has no clocks. No clocks in the casino. So you could go in there bright early in the daytime. You think you've only been in there an hour and you look up, it is black outside, dark outside. You've lost all sense of time. You know, if you're in a winner's mentality, then you're high-fiving, you're hugging, maybe kissing people you don't know on the cheek. So, I mean, that's not safe. And then resources, you'll go in there with money and come out broke, okay? So it will give you a false sense of what you can do. And and you have that mentality. I only live once. You're living high, high, high. Mm -hmm. And then you will drop very low once reality hits. And you're like, why did I do that? You know, and and, and you come out and you probably haven't slept. You haven't eaten. You haven't given time to your family or even um, spent you know, experience other things in Vegas that it has to offer that would have provided you with um, some sort of quality of peace, mind, and happiness. And um, that's why I call it the Vegas mentality is because it does give you a false sense of reality and you don't take care of yourself if you are constantly gambling and drinking and eating and doing all of those things um, that clearly goes against what self-care is. So that's why I call it this um, Vegas mentality as opposed to being in a pressure cooker because you're having fun while you're there. You're mm-hmm. having the time of your life. But once reality hits, you're like, that death is going to settle. <laughs> oh, and you know, I, I know I've been there. I, I've been there mm-hmm. back in my 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was too, y'all. So you grow up. You have a whole different uh, right, <laughs> mentality right. of what you're going to do with the, all of that, your time, your yes. space, and your resources. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. You know what I was thinking of as you were talking about like giving up your time? I was thinking of it from the perspective of, oh my gosh, how much does that relate to being a mom and you're like exerting all this energy? And all this time mm-hmm. and all of these these things, or if it's not at home, then it's at work and you're exerting all this energy and all this time. Or if it's in the home and there's, you know, the taking care of the house, whether that's like dishes in the sink and one more load of laundry and you're exerting mm-hmm. all this stuff and you're doing all this stuff and you're giving, 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 giving and pouring out. Um, to the point of where you're right. It's like being in the dark and all of a sudden you don't even realize you look up and time has floated by and mm-hmm. you're like, what in the world? Where have I been? What have I been doing? And do I even recognize this person anymore? Um, Tiff, what do you got to say? Yeah, I think that um, I think I'm going to be the sole proponent of YOLO. I believe in YOLO. I think you only live once. I think you should make it your best life. I think that so often we actually get stuck in a routine of doing the same thing every day, waking up, getting ready for work, getting the kids ready for school, taking them to school. You know, once things open back up, you going to work, after work, picking up the kids, going home, cooking dinner, going to bed. And the next day you do it over again, the same thing 
over and over and over again. And so I actually am a proponent of YOLO. I'm a proponent of um, stopping the routine, being intentional with your life and being intentional about what you want to get out of life, right? Being intentional about finding new experiences um, and just living a big life, you know? Um, I have a friend and he talks about how you know, when we think about God's will and God's plan and kind of where we want to go in the future, that we spend so much time looking at what's actual or like there in front of us that we don't think about what's possible and things that we may be able to do and all of the possibilities that we have living life. I think that every day that you wake up is a blessing and you should treat it like one. I'm not going to go as far as to say to treat it like it's your last day, but really think about how there are so many people who's gone before us who did not live the biggest life that they could have lived and did not do all of the things that were in their heart to do. And so I think that we should take YOLO seriously right? And know that this is the only life that we have. Now, at the same time, I understand what both you and Kim are saying, which is that, you know, depending on your intention, you can go down a path in whoop, whoop, trying to live, you know, only once and doing all this stuff. And you look up and you're like, I wasted all my time. I wasted all my money. I have nothing to show for it. And so I think that, even though I'm a proponent of you only live once, I think it has to be founded in something and it has to be grounded in something. And so I think when we're walking around and we're unintentional about life, we're not walking in our values. I think if you're living life recklessly and dangerously, you're not being intentional about your values. I think if you are going to live the biggest life that you can, that you should do that, but it has to be grounded in something that's more than just whatever whim you may come across. So even if you're going to be spontaneous, it has to be grounded in something. If your value is really, you know, protecting and looking out for your children and building, say, generational wealth, you're not going to go to Vegas and spend all of your money. Because even if you're like, you know, it's a Tuesday but I'm gonna go to Vegas cause I can, cause I'm alive and I only live once. If you still are grounded in that value of protecting your children's futures, you're not gonna go and spend all of their college fund, you right. know? And so even though I'm a proponent of YOLO, I think that we have to ground that in something real and something substantial and in our values. See, that's a 40 year old YOLO. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the 20 year old YOLO. with everything that you had to say. And I think that kind of wraps up what was said in the last um, episode that, yes, you only have one chance to live and you should be super intentional about what you're doing, but be careful with the mindset of, well, YOLO, I can do this, right? Or YOLO, I can recklessly do that. And I think um, a lot of times when I've read about it and when I've seen it and even articles when I was doing the research on it, it's usually used in like a 
carefree manner. There was no substance. All that meat you just gave these people, none of that was necessarily included in that that mindset. And so that was that was the whole like purpose. Like, yes, you only live once. You should absolutely live out like your God's given purpose and push to purpose. Like I talk about that all the time. Like, know your sugar and do the best that you can to push them to the person that they're supposed to be in this world. And how do you nurture that and cultivate that? Well, a lot of times that comes with nurturing and cultivating yourself. Like you can't do for somebody else what you can't do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not able to do that, and if you're going through like, I think we're all saying the same thing in different ways. Like if you're going through these motions, if you're going through these processes and you're doing these same old things and you're you're not even just doing these same old things, but you're just kind of going through the day, but maybe dreams got left on the back burner or maybe, you know, life all of a sudden got left on the back burner somewhere in there. We need to build into daily routine. What does true self-care look like? What am I teaching my sugars? If I'm doing the same thing every single day, especially if it's something I don't even like doing. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's a, it's a hard time. And so that's why I say when it comes to YOLO, right? For some people, self-care is having that model in your head because you don't, because you think life is a game, because you think you get a second chance and you don't. You only live once, literally. Right. right. And so if you're not taking advantage of everything that God has given you and pursuing your purpose and trying to move forward, I read a quote somewhere. I, I'm, I'm about to jack it up because I can't really remember, but I'm going to tell you like the basis of it. It was like, don't live the same year, 75 years and call it a life. Mm -hmm. You know, don't do don't live the same day for 365 days and say that you lived out a year. You lived out one day, 365 times. I, I was thinking about um so with, and I'll be, you know, full disclosure, I didn't have an opportunity to listen to the last podcast, but I did capture, um, totally hear what, you know, Tiffany has to say in terms of being, um, knowing your value, being responsible and being intentional about what you're going to do, um, with your life. So if it's, you want to do something, you know, plan it out. So that's what I'm hearing is that, you know, do live within your purpose, you know, your God-given purpose, as well as planning. That's being responsible. But, you know, if we're thinking of mothers or fathers or whoever is taking care of these babies in their 20s and 30s. I know that in my 20s, I was, you know, we're, we're just getting our first jobs, you know, probably buying our first homes. Everything seems exciting and so forth. And we don't have as much experience. Uh, life experience uh, as we do now, you know, what I'm thinking now definitely wouldn't have thought 20 years ago, right? Knowing your value, you know, knowing mm -hmm. who your your child is or knowing who your families are, knowing who your character is, you still can live that life, you know, that you want to live and do those things, those once in a you know, lifetime opportunities or whatever may present, you can still do that, but being responsible with it um, as opposed to just being on a uh, yellow, you know, we, we think of that as being irresponsible. And I'll be honest, when I said we, we talked about yellow versus self-care, one is being intentional, one is not being intentional. One is living, you know, life, you know, like 
just being, you know, freestyle, doing whatever you want to do, but you're not having those opportunities and then thinking about even the impact that will have on others. Um, when you are being willy nilly and you're talking about YOLO and the things that we see either on TV or you think that others have or what have you, what does that truly mean? And where's that balance? I think we definitely need to have that balance of knowing there are times when, you know, yeah, I do want to take that risk. I do want to, um, you know, just go off on that trip without thinking of anything, or I do want to you know, have that piece of cake because I know I'm on this diet, you know, it could be something small or something big, but at the same time, always thinking about, well, what's the impact of that? You know, how is that going to affect me tomorrow? How's that going to affect, you know, someone else? And then even thinking about how I'm taking care of myself, my my mind, my body and my soul. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I was thinking about. Just that key piece that Tiffany did talk about value. Uh, which could be your character or even just being intentional, which means that it, it needs to have some sort of plan in place, you know, um, whether it's going to have a consequence or not. So just being very uh, responsible about what yellow means. Everybody has to have their bumps and bruises. Absolutely. Because that's how you gain wisdom. Absolutely. Right. I was just having this conversation with uh, a colleague of mine and we were talking about how you know, his daughter wanted to drive to her prom. She's 18. But the night of prom, it was rainy here. It was dark here. She just got her permit. And he was like, do you think I should let her go? Do you think I shouldn't let her go? And I was like, I don't, I think you should drive because, you know, it's late. It's rainy. He ended up letting her drive. He said that everything went fine. He said, you know, of course they were on pins and needles, but she, he trusted her. Everything went fine. Um, And it made me consider how, no matter how much we try to shield a person, right? And how much we say, you know, don't do it. You know, you only live once, but be responsible. There are some things that people have to determine on their own. You know, even when I think about my kids and, you know, question for y'all, I think about my children. I don't want anything to touch them. I want them to listen to me 100% of the time. I want them to get everything that they can in, in, in life and do things the quote unquote right way. But that's not how wisdom is actually earned. Right. right. That's not how you really, you know, get insight about life, about who you are, about what you want. You have to, like, go through the bumps and the bruises and make really dumb mistakes to come back and learn wisdom. Agreed. So funny that you bring that up. Um, so the kids and I will talk about free will all the time, every day before we get into our lesson, we have a scripture that we meditate on and we talk about it and we unpack it. We unpack the author. We unpack everything about it. Um, Just because I'm like, it's only through those experiences and being able to like unpack these scriptures, are you able to like hide the word in your heart? Mm -hmm. Um, But we also talk a lot about free will because I know that the same free will that was granted to me is the same free will that was granted to them. And so when, when they do, and they do, you know, do kid stuff, 
mm-hmm. fun stuff when it gets murky in the water, right? Yeah. I let it. I let it. I've even gotten to the point now to where I'll let those two argue. I'll be sitting right next to them and I'll let them. And the reason why is because for one, I'm not going to be there forever. And so you're going to have to know how to advocate for yourself. And for two, yeah. if you do do or say something or behave in a way to where, you know, body parts start flying and they happen to fly in each other's direction and those the, the body parts that are flying in each other's directions makes connections with each other, uh, they even need to learn through those processes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, words matter. What you do matters. Um, my son yesterday, I kid you guys not, we had to go to the dentist because I told him to get ready for ELA and he decided it was a better idea to flip off of a chair. And what did he do? He broke his baby tooth. Oh my gosh, you to swore. It was the end of the world. Four hours of our day just completely just gone. But <laughs> I mean, he needed to learn the lesson because sometimes me sitting up there saying the same thing over and over and over again is not going to rescue him. But if I give him that space mm-hmm. and I give my daughter that space to, to bump and bruise along the way, then we can become reflective. Right. And we it's can that experiential about. knowledge. So let's say worst came to worst. Baby girl ended up, who was on her way to the prom, ended up having a, a tail bender, a fender mm-hmm. bender. There's mm-hmm. even value out of that. Mm-hmm. And so even for the people who have or are living out and are trying to find that balance between yeah. like spontaneity and then really trying to figure out who I am and all that. I didn't know who I was for, <laughs> it took a while. And twenties yeah. is usually those practice years. But if you're 20 with little sugars around you, then you're practicing while trying to find out who you are yeah. in that balance. If the world changers out there who end up having a sugar who's neurodivergent, that's a whole nother layer to where there's a whole lot of extra demands in different ways and not necessarily in a negative way. It's just different demands. And so even thinking about like those processes and how do you how do you do that? How do you stay present in the moment with yourself and stay true to yourself, but at the same time guide people along the way <laughs> to where they're taking care of self and where they're managing self? So I'd love to hear you guys chime in on that. Like, what does that even look like? I would say, um, what is it that you like to do? So if you're one who likes to read and you feel as though I don't have time to read or um, you really want to get deep with something, I started listening to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's in the car, usually it's in the car going to and fro um, to somewhere. So just looking at taking advantage of technology and still getting in what I like to do, being able to... um, you know, charge or recharge my mind in a different way. Um, another thing may be sometimes you're tired and you would like to go get that massage, but you don't feel like getting up, putting on clothes. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. other things that you want may also take extra time. So maybe right. it's getting like a device that will, you know, massage your shoulders, massage your back. So just rethinking what you like to do, but also putting, um, being very intentional about taking care of yourself, but doing it in a practical manner. 
So um, just little things like that is something that I am practicing myself and it's making a world of difference. Now I can say, yeah, I've gotten that little massage. Yeah, I am, you know, starting to read again and reading those books that I want to read. It may not be in the visual tactile manner, but it, at least it's in an audio book fashion. And you can find audio books anywhere. Everybody has Prime, you know, Amazon. Get yeah. your first audio book for free. The library. The library, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say do just rethink how we can um, just make time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Tiff? Yeah, I think I agree with Kim. Um, I think all of those are really important. Um, and I think that when we think about self-care, we often think about self-care from a reactive perspective, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm in this job I hate. I have these kids, I don't quite know what to do with them. Um, and I have so much going on, I need some self-care, right? I need to go take a bath, I need to relax, I need to take have a massage, do whatever it, it does to like bring you back. Um, But I think that there's also value in thinking about what I believe it was Audre Lorde called radical self-care. Radical self-care looks at taking care of yourself and being true to who you are from a proactive perspective. And so what that looks like is evaluating your life and seeing what is actually bringing joy to my life right now. Hmm. What is putting me in a space of purpose where I feel like my whole self, what is, you know, allowing me to live in a way that feels true to who God made me is, you know, is it my job? Is, is it not my job? Do I feel like I'm out of, you know, alignment with what I do? Like what is causing you to feel so often that you need self-care. Right. And maybe that's where you should start with taking care of yourself is ridding yourself of whatever it feels like is causing you to always need some form of self-care. So if the job that you're working is so stressful that you you feel out of alignment and that you have to go and relax somewhere every day like after because you just hate it so much because it's just not building exactly it's not building from the strengths that you have then maybe that's not the job that you need and maybe even as scary as it is to separate yourself from that job and maybe look for something new or look to join a new industry that actually speaks more to who you are um that is the radical self-care that you need to be engaging in because it doesn't matter how many candles you burn. If you're out of alignment in such a big thing, then you're always going to be coming at self-care from a reactive versus proactive perspective. Right. It's almost like um, insanity doing the same thing. Exactly. And that's not to say that, you know, you can be in alignment with your job or your house or your kids or what have you and still need self-care. That's not, look, I love a good candle. You know, I love a good massage. So that's not to say that. But what I'm saying is I'm just presenting a different way to maybe think about Right. It becomes like consistent, like every single day you feel like you need a massage 
every single day you feel like you need to escape right every single day radical yeah be right. radical with the choices that you're right. making. If your group of friends stress you out to the point that you're like, I need a little space, be radical in saying, you know what, this may not be away from a this. group of friends for me, or this right. may not be the relationship for me because right. it's stressing me out so much. Right. So radical self-care is really looking at what the, the things that are stress, stressing you out so much and actually addressing those things or then, you know, seeing uh like putting a band-aid on whatever it is that you're going through i love it i love it and i think that that was that was the the frame of thought like let's think about what we're doing let's be intentional going back to the words that you were using earlier just being intentional and thinking through the decisions that we're making but also Mm -hmm. just making sure that our quality of life is quality right love it that what came to my mind when you were talking about being radical, that's courageous. Exactly. That, that's courageous yep. to say, hey, you know what? This ain't working. My, my job sucks. <laughs> I, need, I need to do yep. something different. I got I the know, benefits. I got the salary. But, but, but I also want to say to people out there that that can be a workaholic like myself and you can actually love your job that is very yeah. stressful yeah um that doesn't mean you go chuck you know your job or whatever i just want exactly. to make that that distinction do that. Yeah. that's so, what i wanted to say you can be yeah. in alignment you can be doing the job of your dreams and be stressed out still i'm not talking to you you know i'm right. talking to folks who are just like this is not for me but instead of being courageous to use the word that you use and say, you know what, I need to remove myself from this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of stay in it and you self-care more as a band-aid right. than something to actually help them kind of get back to where they are. It goes back into that, like, I deserve it mentality. Well, I'm doing all of this. And so I deserve X because I'm doing what I don't like to do anyway. So I'm going to X as a mm-hmm. way to feel a little bit better about the situation that's in front of me, knowing full well that Sunday night is coming and Monday morning is on its way. And Lord so- Jesus. Yes. Lord, Lord, Lord. It, and, then, and then he comes to, is survival self-care? Survival mm-hmm. is not self-care, but if you're talking about Phenomenal. putting a Band-Aid on something or you're not liking your job, you're just doing it to survive. Yeah. And that is not self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to thrive and the only way you can thrive is to, you know, live and walk in the purpose that God has given you. And right. then also finding that joy, you know, he didn't give mm-hmm. you grace for you to not be joyful. You know, he didn't give you grace for you to just be um, tired, for you yeah. to be um, sick, for you to be unhappy. Um, God is of joy. And, and that that right there, you have to exercise whatever he's giving you. And, you know, that that's what came to my mind is survival self-care. Yeah, because the way that I'm looking at it and thinking about it, like we are three black women coming from a privileged perspective, if you want to think about it, just in terms of education, job, et cetera, et cetera, and the opportunities that those things afford us. And so we have to realize that, yeah, for some of our sisters and brothers they may not have that same opportunity and so they are working to provide they're working a job they hate 
to provide for their children because they're wonderful parents. Right. And right. so at the same time, like you do have to strike a balance and you have to do what you can do until you can get to where it is that you feel like you need to be, because we are definitely not saying leave your job that is providing for you and your family, even That's though you hate it. Right. That's not what we're saying. Don't do that. But what we are saying is, you know, make whatever steps that you can make to put yourself in alignment with, you know, where God has you going and the purpose that is the divine purpose that is in your life. Right. I think it goes back to push to purpose. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to push to purpose? Push yourself to purpose, pushing your little one to purpose, because at the end of the day, y'all know. My little sugars are near and dear to my heart. And in my mind, that comes first because they're the people that are going to uphold us and carry us generations to come. And so whatever we're modeling for ourselves, mm -hmm. that's what they're going to do. Yeah. That's the stuff they're going to emulate. And so even if you are in that position to where you don't love what you're doing, but little sugar sees you pushing a little bit closer to the yeah. stuff that you love, then I mean that's a world changer. That's a game changer, not yeah. only for you, but the people who come after you. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it takes those, those acts. It takes those acts. It just takes one step. 100%. And I mean, something else that, that made me think about is, you know, some things that, that we tell our students, right? So I'm a, like I said, I'm a college counselor. I counsel students who went to KIPP and graduated from KIPP and are now at a four-year university. Well, a lot of these students graduated from KIPP, top, top, top of class, honored society, making A's and B's. They'll leave this high school where they know everyone, they've been around forever, and they go off to a foreign place mm. where they have to relearn how to study, the work is rigorous. They often fail, right? And for a lot of them, sometimes this is their, even their first time failing a class. It's their first time failing at something. And the mental strain that that takes on them, like you can just see it. Some of them question, is this for me? I don't know. Even though I did well in high school, this may not be for me because I'm failing, right? And what that made us think about is how we don't normalize failure mm -mm. with ourselves, with our children. We cheer success. Right. We cheer success. But when you fail, either you don't want to talk about it, you think that it's something wrong with you. Right. And like failure isn't something that ultimately has to happen to get you where you're going. Right. And so, you know, with you and your little sugars, those of you listening, I encourage you to normalize failure in your house, normalize them trying things. And even if it's stuff they don't know how to do and stuff that there's a high possibility they're going to fail at it. Encourage them to do it and to fail at it. Yes. Right. I think, Sharina, we had this conversation last time we talked about how Ellison, my son and Kim's godson, who was extremely gifted, hates failing. Hates it like he used to cry and scream and just the whole thing because he didn't like failing. 
right? right? And what that caused him to do is not want to take risks. Because when you take risks, there's a huge chance you're going to fail. Right. And so we would, and he still is like in activities that he's not good at so that he can get used to failing and trying again and failing again and trying again and failing again and really building that resilience. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about even this whole concept of you only live once for me, it speaks to risk taking right? and being in a position to where, you know, being okay with taking that risk, even if it means that you may fail. Why? Because fail is, failing is a normal thing. That's, it's nothing to be ashamed of and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. And so I think just switching that mindset is, is important as well. That's not only true, but it also teaches us, even through the failure, there's something to be learned. Mm-hmm. There's something to be learned. Um, I remember when I was in undergrad and I was easily A and B student. I had this class. Oh my gosh. This professor, he was a tyrant. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was the hardest earned seat I ever had in my life. But I never learned more in any other class all the way up until now, finishing up my doctorate than what I learned in his class. Yes, I've learned other stuff along the way, but Mm -hmm. like the rigor and the and the tears because I don't do good if oh Jesus oh God I'm me and Ellison are mm. <laughs> Christian his little buddy don't do any better with failing but, but right. we talk about it and we work through it because the reality is it's going to happen yeah it's going to happen but it's not even just necessarily I didn't master this thing it's what did I learn what am I going to do different mm-hmm. what am I going to try different. The educator in me, what I what I just heard both of you talk about is what we need for 21st century skills. And when people think about that, they think of technology and it's not. It's about risk taking. It's about being critical thinkers. It's about the collaboration. It's about communication. And you need all of those in order to succeed. So whether that is, you know what, I didn't, what, what is it that I didn't do? Or what, why didn't I meet that standard or whatever that standard is? And what, you know, what are my next steps? Mm -hmm. And so that's that critical thinking piece. That's your way of communicating what I don't know, what I do know, and how I'm going to get there. Um, And that's something when you talk about normalizing uh, those failures, you need all of those key pieces. And a lot of times as parents, I think, and I know I'm not a parent, but it's hard for us to contextualize what it is that my child does not know and how do I get them to know it? Mm -hmm. And then if it was difficult for me or if it's still difficult for me, that may not always be able to be articulated. So it's, you know, what's what's the next step for the parent in order to give them um, some skills or something to say, how can I normalize that? Because I would love to do that but at the same time, I don't want to my kid to have that I'm a failure or I cannot or I can't mentality. So I think that's something that we um, should. I'm not talking about we. I'm talking about as a community. Yeah. Say, you know, what what do we do? These are the types of uh, conversations we need to have, because if we can do that, we can change generations right. and we could, you know, 
we, we, we could close up the, these deficits that we have, these achievement gaps, healthcare gaps, political mm-hmm. gaps, class gaps, caste gaps, you know, mm-hmm. all of those different things that say, hey, we matter. Mm-hmm. And um, that's essentially what we're trying to say is that we matter no matter if we are uh, surviving, thriving, if we're excelling or if we're not. Yeah. Right. And That's how do good. we find that place? I think playing on strengths and weak strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Being honest with self, knowing what your strengths are, knowing yeah. what your own personal weaknesses are. Being mm-hmm. honest with yourself starts first. And then we're able to emulate that and and articulate that and teach that to our little ones out there. But until we're ready to have those honest conversations with ourselves and make those courageous changes then we we walk in insanity right any closing thoughts on yellow man we could go on all day we ain't going on all day y'all wow, <laughs> this man we could go on and on and start asking deeper conversation i mean deeper questions you know mm-hmm. so i'm always glad to have you guys back you guys know you're always welcome to come anytime anytime but any closing thoughts on YOLO? What are your closing thoughts or encouragements or or whatever? Tip, you go first. Since I started it, you go first. Okay. Well, I'll just say, look, live your biggest life. Live your biggest life because you do only live once. Right. Um, but be sure that you have a firm foundation. Um, be sure that you know your values and be intentional with your life. I did all that. I, I'm on this thing called mattering. And so meaning that you matter in all ways. Um, that means you matter as a person knowing who you are. You matter as a person, no matter of gender, uh, class, uh, anything, you know, you matter. And so take, take an abolitionist approach to it. I know Tiffany talks about you only live once, which you do. However, I'm going to say stand up for what you believe when you do only live once and make sure that you are responsible in the uh, actions that you take. And because you do have little ones, make sure that you're going to make them proud with whatever decision you make. Oh, man, y'all make me proud. Oh, God, I don't have nothing to add to that, world changers. These women are amazing. I got to do this, like, shameless plug. Everybody lift up your shirts. If you want to be a blessing to the Blake's family, Tiffany's husband has this whole line of gear. Hip-hop grew up. And if you are a 90s and 80s baby, then you know what I'm talking about. Not that new stuff. I don't know that new stuff. I can't do it. But that old stuff. (laughs) But you guys, please go and support. Go to hiphopgrewup.com. Purchase one of these t-shirts. And again, Tiffany is modest. Her son Ellison just wrote a book, Elle's Mirror. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This baby ain't even barely double digits in writing books about his experiences and his his school experiences, his life experiences. And I think that it's worth it for you world changers out there who's little sugar may need some encouragement and to be able to stand up and be courageous. So check that out. For next week, join me where I'm gonna have to figure out if I'm gonna keep being in front of this camera because y'all know me and all of this 
this ain't every day, y'all. The kids be looking at me like, <laughs> they don't know I got a life outside of them, but that's okay because you world changers do. But next week, we're going to be talking about how to find balance in self-care without neglecting connections. Tune in, tune in, tune in. Also, if you have not done so, go visit my new website, igotthiskid.com. Everything is there that you need to know. Check it out. Send feedback, like, share, subscribe. Find me on your favorite social media platform. They're all my favorites. And you can find that in the show notes below. Until the next time, World Changes, take care.